Is our healthcare system broken? Is a system that is supposed to restore health doing anything but? We are addressing this controversial topic today on Healthy Harmony. Welcome to Healthy Harmony, where we help you clarify and discuss health tactics to harmonize your life. I am your host and health coach, Jennifer Pickett, and today my guest is Dr. Carol Villanueva. Dr. V is a board-certified internist. She completed her Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Boston College. She spent an entire year doing volunteer social service in the Portland, Oregon area, helping people with HIV and AIDS. She attended medical school at Nova Southeastern University and got a doctor of osteopathic medicine in addition to a master's degree in public health. After graduation, she did both her internship and residency in internal medicine at Methodist Dallas Medical Center. If you ask her about her passion, she will quickly tell you she has a passion for using functional and lifestyle medicine to address the root cause of chronic disease. I am so excited to have Dr. V on our podcast today. Welcome, Dr. V. How are you? Good. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Um, uh, I will I will tell you, we're going to discuss some tough topics today. I'm very curious, uh, what do you think is wrong with healthcare today? Well, boy, that's a loaded question. It is, isn't it? <laughs> health, our healthcare system, I think that from most angles, most users and providers would both tell you that it's a broken system. I think our healthcare is very good at acute care and hospital medicine. But where our system has fallen short, which is really no surprise to patients or to providers, is in chronic disease management. And and that's that's where functional medicine comes in and provides a, a very unique and personalized approach to achieve better results. You mentioned it's a it's a broken system. I think that's a, a very powerful word. Let me ask you, do you think the traditional healthcare model thrives when people are increasingly becoming more ill and staying sick? Yes, I think that the way that our healthcare in the United States is set up is based on sick care and and that that's what that what the healthcare is good at taking care of is 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 sick patients and sick um, in a very acute way. So that's what I mean by it, it's good for hospital medicine and good for infectious disease and um, but not good for chronic disease management or not necessarily good for um, looking at a whole systems approach to underlying root cause of uh, disease or disruption. So when we talk about functional medicine and why and how the approach is different, it's really and truly an entire uh, philosophy shift where you are not just looking at 
a symptom and how do we address that symptom alone? I mean, our healthcare system is also very parted in terms of you have specialists for different organs and for different systems. And while the goal of traditional primary care is to put all those together and have them work together, it doesn't always pan out like that. So when we're talking about chronic diseases that uh, have a systemic backing or um, maybe affecting multiple different organ systems, it can be difficult to really improve and or oftentimes we talk about restoring health Mm -hmm. Uh, which when you talk about a traditional system that, for example, you are diagnosed with um, diabetes or blood sugar problems, you may, putting you on medication that that improves your blood sugar um, or is just for blood sugar control is, is not really improving the root cause or say you're even just a step further, maybe you have um, neuropathy because of uncontrolled blood sugars and you have a neurologist just looking at the neuropathy or um, retinopathy, you know, where you're kind of have all these different specialists that are working, but nothing is doing anything. We're maybe looking to give you a medication to manage a symptom. It's not doing anything to restore health and or to reverse the disease process of diabetes, which we have seen time and time again with the functional medicine approach or lifestyle medicine approach, this disease can be completely reversed. Now there's different types of diabetes and those kinds of things that may make things different, but the idea and our goal from a functional medicine perspective is really truly personalizing the approach to the individual in front of you. So it's not necessarily the same course of action for every individual that you see. We see this so much. We see all the different specialists and they're treating uh, one particular body part or body piece. Um, why Why can't, in traditional healthcare, why are they not putting that all together? Because it, it seems like that is one of the most common things that is falling through the cracks. Um, why, well, in modern healthcare, why aren't we putting that together? I think that is multifactorial as well. And I think a lot of it has to do with what has traditionally been done for training and how we go through training and and the medical system. So um, from from medical school and on, so even for for postgraduate training and, and internships and residency and Specialists are are are, tra- are highly specialized in their, you know, unique specialty to mm-hmm. to offer this specialized care. But I think this kind of standard of the way that we're taught from the very beginning and how, as you advance through training, um, it, it becomes less of a a big picture and and much more of a fine tuned. Let me hone in on this area. This is what what my kind of gig is and then while like intentional primary care specialties are meant to kind of help 
facilitate and govern um, the blending of kind of all these specialties. It doesn't actually happen that way in real life most of the time. You know, again, in the hospital system, I think this is done much better where specialists are communicating directly with each other on a team approach in the hospital. But for for chronic disease management and outside and long-term care, this is where, and I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that you ask. Like when you talk to patients, most are very unhappy in the traditional system. They feel like their doctor is always rushed. Can only, They really are. They really are. Yeah. Most of the time there's only, you know, 15 minutes at most, you know, for an appointment and it's hard to address when patients have a lot of complicated issues and the providers are just as burnt out. They're, they're frustrated that they can't spend more time with patients. They are, it's kind of like a rat race. You're stuck in it and, and you don't feel like it's easy to have much of an impact and our goal. And they have to, they're trained to say, pick your, your, your two biggest symptoms that you want me to discuss and address today. So they're never even capturing a full picture of what is going on in this patient's life. So I find it really interesting that so much of this really goes back to your training. And that's that's where we really see that specialist uh, mentality uh, evolve and it kind of it, uh, expands from there. So um, I hear your frustrations. You, you referenced patients really not getting adequate time and doctors feeling very, very rushed. So tell me, um, what are some of your biggest frustrations that you had as a um, um, an internal medicine doctor when you were practicing in this traditional healthcare model? Yeah, coming, I mean, I, I feel very comfortable speaking about this in, in coming from a very traditionally trained background and um, feeling the same experience from both a patient perspective and a provider perspective and feeling and hearing my patients say, I do not want you to tell me to take another pill. I don't want to do that. Is there something else that I can do for this? And patients are looking for other ways, aren't they? Absolutely. And we credit our patients to getting us into functional medicine and, and everything that we have explored from a postgraduate perspective has been all credit to my patients and 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 saying you know dr v that that's i hear you and i get that most people do that but that's not what i want and you know is there anything else that i can do and you know as as part of our approach we have always promised to listen to our patients and look and research to see if there's something else that we can do and and a lot of our patients have said listen i read about this can can you tell me your opinion and and how you feel and 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 that's honestly how we found out about functional medicine that is so interesting so tell me um when you were in the traditional healthcare model, what was the breaking point for you that made you uh, make a decision to move towards functional medicine? What was that breaking point? I would say it was patients saying, no, I'm not going to take another medicine. So, you know, you, you ha you're going to have to <laughs> tell me something else or I'm going to find a new doctor. And um, also being, feeling the frustrations of feeling rushed and 
like I couldn't do more for my patients. I didn't, I, I felt like I was not doing much and not helping them by kind of following a, a, a like standard of care medi- medicine packet, you know, like, well, you have a label of diabetes or high blood sugar. We need to start you on, you know, an aspirin, a statin, ACE inhibitor, you know, all this, this whole cocktail of medicines. And these are patients that were saying, nope, 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 I'm not going to do it. You know, help me, help me figure out what else I can do to change this course of disease for me. And so what makes us rely so heavily on medications? Where is this coming from? Because I think this is such an underlying theme in, um, in, the, in the healthcare model is we're relying very heavily on medications. And I, I hear you reference that several times and how patients said, hey, I don't want to do I don't want to go that route. Why are we relying so heavily on medications? Yeah, I, again, I think there's a few things that I have alluded to, but not directly mentioned. And that is both a lot of our research in medicine comes from big pharma. So it comes much of funding and those kind of things come from the the companies that are making these medications. Um, And then, you know, from appointment times and physicians feeling rushed, much of our healthcare system is governed by health insurance companies that really and truly, um, you know, want to just put things in a simple box and protocol and say, this is what you should do and this is how it's done and this is how many patients you have to see in a day for, you know, reimbursement rates to meet standards and 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 most out, even outpatient clinics and facilities and are run by big healthcare systems that are are fighting to kind of keep up with and operate under the main sources of funding being, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and health insurance companies. So how much pressure was on you when you were in the traditional healthcare model? How much pressure was on you to um, get these patients seen and get them in and get them out? Oh, yeah, that's just the way that it is. I mean, that's like the way that you're trained and this is what you have to do. And I mean, to the point that you'll get letters and notes if you even apply independent thought, believing that this case is different, then oftentimes you'll have to, uh, you know, explain yourself to an insurance company and why you're not going with this for whatever they feel like is written in the protocol as their first line uh, of therapy. And, you know, that that's why a lot of offices, you know, you kind of talk about being able to keep the doors open and a lot of the offices have to meet these numbers and this criteria because um, you have to kind of keep, and we saw this firsthand in our, in our own practice too, is adding more and more and more staff just to be able to keep up with um, trying to get what is owed to you even for reimbursement from insurance companies because they um, want to kind of figure out why you have maybe not gone with the first line therapy or so then it becomes, you know, a lot of administrative work to explain why you're choosing different and um, 
It's amazing to me how it's become so very different um, and has become more about uh, the paperwork and meeting certain uh, uh, deadlines and goals uh, for getting patients in and get them, getting them out. And it's ta- it sounds like it's taken a lot of the freedom away from the doctor, that um, it's no longer about patient care, but meeting certain uh, margins, if you will. Correct. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I would. And I think that's a huge huge reason why physician burnout is so high. Um, You know, most physicians go into medicine with with a passion for helping people and wanting to make a difference. And when you feel like you're kind of confined to um, minimal decision making, so to speak, then then that's not really, you know, fulfilling your your intellectual and educational goals either. So tell me about that burnout. What did? How did you experience that burnout? And then, what uh, what prompted you to take that next step towards functional medicine? Yeah, I feel very fortunate that I was able to see and find this approach much earlier in my career than I think a lot of people do. Um, and again, I, I I credit that to patients and credit that to. Um, uh, nutritionists that we worked with um, who led us towards the Institute of Functional Medicine, um, which is how I got my additional training um, and understood how to apply functional medicine to clinical practice. Um, because it's it, it, much of this or all of this is is, is is all postgraduate training. So it's not something I felt like I had a good understanding of um, through my traditional medical training. Um, but it, it's, it wasn't easy, it was easy, excuse me, to, to realize that, wow, this is amazing. This, I can help people so much more with this type of approach and I can really make a difference in a way that I didn't feel like was possible um, under the traditional system, you know, and being able to truly confidently tell people, nope, we can help you reverse this disease process. Nope, you do not have to be on medication for the rest of your life. We can. So we that's can another this. question. And I, I certainly want us to unpack your your training in functional medicine. Um, but before we do that, um, your traditional training um, as you were being trained to be um, a physician um, in internal medicine, did that training involve um, any kind of education on lifestyle, um, uh, nutrition, um, et cetera? Very, very, very minimal. So, you know, we kind of I kind of laugh because when I think back on like the way that I thought about things, even in residency, it was like, you would kind of allude to this, oh, lifestyle modifications. And we would say, okay, try lifestyle modifications. What that actually meant, I had no understanding of. Um, Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And in terms of like nutrition and taking and the impact of nutrition on, on overall health, I mean, Really, truly, I think, you know, lifestyle factors when you're going through medical training are not good. (laughs) You know, most of the time we're not eating well, we're not sleeping well, we're, you know, not exercising the way that we should be, we're under intense amount of stress. 
So, you know, when, when we kind of talk about lifestyle modifications, and, and that was a lot of what, certainly from a provider perspective, um, it's easy to relate to because it's like, golly, yeah, we, we say everybody knows um, the first line of therapy is, is lifestyle modifications. But it's really, you know, kind of an academic exercise to write that in the chart. But you don't really anticipate sure. that anybody will actually do that, nor are we as providers from a traditional perspective, educated on how to truly coach people to do that. And, and that's it's, where, it's, yeah, that's where the additional postgraduate training in, in functional or lifestyle medicine can bridge that gap. It's so interesting to me being a dietitian and going through that training um, and having been taught many years ago that um, physicians really did not receive that training, um, that it was a, a little more disease focused. Um, and, and then if I compare that, which there is no comparison, your schooling is so much more intense, but just looking back at my training as a dietitian, it was very much disease focused as well. It was not um, prevention focused. It was much more disease management focused. And I'm hearing some of the same themes uh, with you. And I think it's one of the, uh, the reasons that patients walk away from the doctor's office so very frustrated. They are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They go for answers. And the only answers they hear are, here's some medications you need to take. And yeah, you need to lose weight. We need to get those cholesterol numbers down. Hey, your blood sugar is not going too good. But there's no real education. There's really no empowerment for that patient. And I think they feel just frustrated. And um, I love how you really spoke about how your your patients were really your driving force to go into functional medicine. So how did you make that jump? Um, uh, obviously, you said that you went to the Institute of Functional Medicine to receive that additional training. Is there anything else that you want people to know that kind of uh, constituted that uh decision to make a jump from traditional medicine to functional medicine. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was not hard to to believe and or understand that what you put in your body is going to have an impact on how you do or feel. So when we met with a clinical nutritionist who said, oh gosh, you know, and I think she had been exposed to several traditional providers and, and I, I would, you know, say that we were in the, uh, oh yeah, I believe that, but I have no idea how that's done or how food impacts or where you begin. And she said, okay. Um, but I promised this patient of mine that I was going to look for another option for her. And she is, you know, this patient was telling me she was extremely frustrated. She had also asked about uh, bioidentical hormones, which was something that a phrase I had literally never heard of. And, um, you know, unfortunately, within the traditional um, training, it, it's easy because you feel like you have studied, you have studied so much and you have worked so hard so to much. learn what you have, that the kind of knee-jerk reaction when it's something that you haven't heard of is, oh gosh, what is this garbage? Because, you know, there's a lot to sift through out there. And I, I completely understand and respect that, that it, it can be really difficult to kind of 
know what to listen to and what not to listen to. And but at least from from my perspective, when I met with this clinical nutritionist and 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 she said, no, there actually is another approach and there actually is a whole lot of education that you can get on this. And um, it, it is very much so evidence based, because, again, that's kind of uh your perspective when you come out of traditional medical training is what's the evidence? What's the evidence? What's the evidence? Yes, evidence-based medicine. Evidence-based medicine, exactly. And it's not hard to believe, oh my gosh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that uh, a bowl of broccoli is going to do something different in your body than a bowl of ice cream. (laughs) And kind of to understand the impacts of of nutritional deficiencies and how that is um you know played out from a clinical perspective and in how you do or how you feel it's also you know one one thing that was easy for me to feel very impacted by was um in my training hearing, you know, there's no such thing as a as a Prozac deficiency, <laughs> you know, that, that you don't need. Interesting, you yes. Know, you're not having a Prozac, but what are you deficient in that is exhibiting these symptoms of depression for you? Is there some deficiency that is making you feel depressed and, and, and manifesting this way? And, and to me, it, that it hit me hard. It just makes sense. It does. It just makes sense. Yes. Um, okay. So we keep using this phrase, functional medicine. And I realize that there there's some people out there who may not have heard that phrase before. So give me your absolute best definition of functional medicine. Sure. Yeah. Functional medicine is really a systems-based approach that looks at underlying or root cause of disease. And is is truly this whole philosophy that that I've been talking about from a different perspective when you look at um, an approach to disease process within the body. It's so fascinating to me, and I love hearing that it is that that deeper dive instead of just uh, throwing a medication. That it is truly asking, like you said before, if someone is struggling with depression, why are they struggling with depression? If someone cannot lose weight, why can they not lose weight? And and taking a very a much deeper look, a closer look, and getting to the root of uh, the issue. So very briefly, you know we use that term as well, root issues. What are some of the most common root issues that are driving disease today? Yeah, that's a, a great point. And also to, to back up a little, I think functional, kind of describing what functional medicine is, is when you kind of put it into this concise statement, it, it I think sounds somewhat vague or can be somewhat vague. vague. And, and part of that reason is that it is so personalized to each individual. So when when we're kind of talking about this approach to diving deeper, there are so many different systems, right? Organ systems, body systems that go into uh, total body health and wellness. And when you're kind of talking at common root causes, you know, we may... Oftentimes, you can't mention functional medicine without addressing, you know, gut health or overall GI tract um, 
health and and that's because this is certainly such a huge um physical barrier but then also the the component and the link of of overall gut health with immune health and with brain health and that's what I'm kind of referring to and I'm saying a systems-based approach where they are somewhat all linked hormones hormones are a huge piece um and, and and that's a whole nother topic, right? Yeah. That's a whole nother huge, huge topic. But I love Absolutely. just that systems approach. Um, I heard someone say that the functional medicine is more about the why. Why is this happening? Absolutely. Traditional medicine is a little bit more about the what. What is it? Let's stick a label on it. Um, and I think that this is an approach yes. that really empowers um, the patient. Absolutely. To take control of their own health. Um, what have you seen? What has been your your the biggest thing that you have learned um, as a functional medicine doctor and taking this very unique approach where you're you're using that holistic approach, you're using lifestyle medicine, you're digging deeper and looking for the why, looking at those root issues. What has been like maybe an aha moment or what have you learned over these years of being a functional medicine doctor? Oh, wow. I would say I am still constantly learning. And I mean, it's um, it's an amazing field. And I, I think that there is because every patient is different and because um, the approach is so individualized, there's always things to learn. I mean, we look at genetics, toxicity, gut health, hormones, all these different components um, and, 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 and there's, you know, there's always potential for, for different things and, and, and no two people are biochemically exactly the same either. So while yes, we see trends and patterns and, um, and things that work in terms of an approach for, for many, there's always outliers. And that's why it's, it's exciting because it's never a dull moment, so to speak. There is, which most physicians like that there's ongoing learning. You don't want to feel like what you're doing is, you know, <laughs> exactly the same. And, and certainly, uh, certainly. Yeah. And I think people walk away. Um, so uh, I have come to see you. So I have a personal connection. Um, uh, so I, you know, searched online, found a functional medicine doctor. I also received some recommendations. And I think that makes a big difference. And what really stood out at me when I came into your office is how much time we spend together. I was I was absolutely floored. I was I was shocked. I felt very heard and I think uh, patients walk away feeling feeling heard. They feel validated um, and I think they kind of feel like hey somebody's in my corner. And then the other component to that is that someone feels empowered, like here's what I can do to take control of my own health. I've got somebody in my corner fighting for me and they're not just taking a cursory glance and walking away, but um, they're also empowering me to be the best me that I can be, to really take control of my health. So yeah. I love that component of functional medicine and how much time is being spent with the patients. Yeah, without a doubt, it is a partnership. So, and, and, and it's no set course, you know, like I keep kind of mentioning, but it's, it's 
What's important to, from my perspective is oftentimes, okay, what are your main goals? What What is it that you want? Because that's going to be the driver. That's going to be the motivation for me. And it's important that your provider knows and understands that because I may put a completely different thing as the highest priority. But if that's not where you go, and because this type of approach puts a lot of work so to speak, back on you as the patient, it is extremely important for you to feel empowered, heard, that we are your advocate and your partner and want nothing more than your success. And we are there to help guide you to it. But, you know, oftentimes I tell people, I can know what's right, what will work and what will help. But if you're not ready, wanting and willing to commit to the work, it, it won't help, you know, so, right. so much so of the right. process relies on, you know, what, what you as a patient want and your role. So it's, it's very much so a partnership and, and, a, and a working together. Most definitely. I love how you put that it is a partnership. So as we kind of wrap up our time together, how would you advise someone, someone who is just sick and tired of being sick and tired, someone who is frustrated with traditional health care? They've heard this concept called functional medicine. Uh, They're certainly curious about uh, what it can offer them. How would you advise somebody to move forward and find a functional medicine doctor? I typically recommend recommend people look at the Institute of Functional Medicine um, and you can search. There's a a link on that website that says find a provider. Um, And that is a very, uh, very academic based institution that provides excellent training for uh, two physicians um, and is a great place to kind of start. Now, because there's different components of uh, what you can get into or, or even somewhat specialize in from a perspective of functional medicine, and there's a lot, the way this is practically being uh, carried out in healthcare in different clinics is somewhat unique. So sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right fit for you as an individual too. And like, like with anything, you know, you kind of have to find your perfect fit as well. Um, and, and, and certainly considering that this is a partnership, um, you want to find um, a place, a doctor um, that is a good fit for you. I think that's such a, a great way to put it. But I love how you really opened up our eyes today to um, uh, what's frustrating in healthcare. Uh, and but also this hope that we have in functional medicine, this new approach of lifestyle medicine, that there is certainly hope on the horizon for those who are just uh, very, very much frustrated with um, their health journey. So I just want to thank you for spending time with me today. I think this has just been fantastic. Please tell us where can people learn more about you and your practice? Where can they find you? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and and really this is just the tip of the iceberg and I would love to reiterate that there is hope a lot of people do find functional medicine out of that um, desperation feeling and feeling uh, failed by the traditional system that's how a lot of people find it Um, so yes there's feel empowered know that you can be helped and 
um, and there are lots of folks out there that can help. Our website is called mymodernmedicine.com and has a, a lot of information on there for you to look up. And our uh, office phone number, we have two offices, one in Forney and one in Addison, and you can access those phone numbers on the on the website as well. And there's a bunch of information and videos and, and things like that that you can find as well that can be helpful from the background Fantastic. Thank you so very much. Guys, also remember to subscribe to us on your favorite platform of choice. Like us on Facebook, on Instagram at Inspire Healthy Harmony. And hey, why don't you join in the discussion on our Facebook group as we talk about functional medicine versus traditional medicine and the frustrations that people are feeling. You can also check us out on InspireHealthyHarmony.com. So until we meet again, I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye, y'all.